Welcome to Salem Fields Community Church. I'm your host, Pastor Jason. We're so excited that you decided to join us for worship today. Um, we hope that some of you were able to join us on Friday uh, for our movie night um, where we showed Frozen 2. If you missed out, don't worry. We've got a lot more of those events coming up throughout the summer, and we want you to make sure you don't miss out. So be sure to stay posted to our Facebook page, Instagram page, and our website at SalemFields.com for more information on those events. And Hey, we've got a lot of things throughout Monday through Friday. We're glad you're here today, but we remember we have lots of things for you to stay connected with us all through the week. Monday, we have our deeper dive with Pastor Kelly, and this is a time where you can kind of go through the sermon, ask questions about the, that you had about this weekend's message, and uh, get those answered. If you have questions specifically about today's message, then email us at deeperdive at salemfields.com. This takes place on our Facebook page at 2 p.m. every Monday. And then we have Tuesday, our student takeover, our journey takeover with, with Pastor Tone. Make sure you're part of this by um, just checking out all of our social media pages and finding out the times for different events that are happening throughout the day. And then we have our lunch uh, break uh, takeovers on, on Wednesdays and Fridays with Pastor Chris on Zoom, and then our Family Connect on Thursdays. We want to make sure you're staying connected to those, so please check out our website and social media pages on all those events. And then every Sunday at 10.20, we have our, our children's ministry time. So immediately following our, our 9 a.m. service at 10.20, you can worship with our children's pastor, uh, Pastor Rini, and she'll bring a message to you for your children. And then you can hang around, and again at 10.35, we have a time with Pastor Tone um, with our students. We want to make sure that you're connecting with us today, so make sure you fill out your connection card. And you can fill that out by clicking at the top of your screen or going to salemfields.com slash contact. And this is a great way for you to let us know what's going on in your life. And then finally, we want to make sure that we don't forget to give in our tithes and offerings today. Tithes and offerings are a great way to, again, spiritual growth, putting God first in the area of your finances. It's also a way that you can support your church and making sure that we can make sure that ministry happens throughout our community, providing for those uh, that may be in need around um, the Spotsylvania area and around the world. We're glad you joined us today. Let's kick back and let's worship. Break every chain, oh God, you have the grace. 
Everybody, just wanted to say hello and uh, introduce myself. I am Alan Payne. I'm a member of our church board, and Andrea and I have been a part of Salem Fields for over 30 years now, uh, and excited to be here. Uh, I wanted to start by saying how grateful I am for Jerome and the staff, and uh, how well they have led us through this transition period, as well as through the kind of crazy pandemic that we're in right now. I also want to say that I'm incredibly excited about the next chapter that the church is moving into and the way that God is leading us in that. Um, certainly covet your prayers as uh, this process continues and um, uh, that God's will will be done in that. So I've been asked today to um, read our scriptures uh, for the message and they're found in Ephesians. And Paul starts in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 by saying, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He then continues that thought in chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, where he says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Let's pray. Dear God, I want to thank you, first of all, for your grace, um, for your love, uh, your unconditional love for us, and for bringing together this group of people that we have at, at Salem Fields. God, I want to thank you for the way that um, you have worked through Jerome and the staff um, through this period, God, for, for their um, leadership. Um, God, today I want to pray for, uh, first of all, for the message. God, I pray that um, the words that we hear will be your words and they'll be for our hearts. Um, God, I pray for those that have been affected by COVID. Um, for those that have been affected physically, God, I pray that... Um, you will restore their health. Um, for those that have um, uh, ended in or, or are in a position of financial instability, God, I pray that you will um, bring that financial stability back into their life. And God, I pray for um, uh, our society and the challenges that have been revealed and, and the unrest over the last uh, couple of weeks. God, I pray that we, as both the lo local church and uh, the large church will be vessels of hope. God, I pray that we will be a place where um, uh, we're able to have safe conversations. And God, I pray that we will truly reflect your love without any bias. God, I pray that you'll give wisdom to those that make decisions on um, how to uh, enact effective change, God, both within our businesses, within our society, uh, and within our, our government system. God, I just pray again that you will be with us uh, in this service. I pray that um, we will hear your voice and pray for all these things in your name. Amen. Oh, 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 oh. 
everyone knows. Sing it for the can't go by. Sing it for the broken past. Sing it for the just found out life is now upside down. If you're looking for hope tonight, raise your hand. Hey. If you're feeling alone and don't understand. Hey. If you're fighting in the fight of your life, then stand. Hey. We're gonna make it through this hand in songs that talk about getting together in worship, praising the Lord together. And I know some of you are asking, when are we ever going to get together again in worship? Well, you'll be hearing more about that, and I hope you'll plan to get together. And by the way, while we're worshiping in separate places, we're still God's people, and we're still Salem Fields Community Church. So we want to be faithful with our tithes and offerings, as God word, God's Word tells us we should do. So remember to click the right link and joyfully bring your tithes and offerings into God's house. Praise the Lord. You know, you've been praying. Our board has been searching. God is answering. And now we're going to hear some exciting news about our search for our new pastor. So here is our outstanding district superintendent, Dr. Philip Fuller. Hello, Salem Fields Community Church. My name is Phil Fuller. 
it's my great privilege to serve as the superintendent for the Churches of the Nazarene here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that responsibility has placed me in contact with your leaders during this important season of pastoral transition. And as we're here today to celebrate all that God's been up to and what he's doing, I have two important things that I wanna tell you. Number one, I'm so very excited about your pastoral candidate. He is my personal friend and he has my complete and full support and endorsement. I'm so excited for you to meet him and to hear more about him. And to tell you more about him, I've asked uh, Chris Barham to help us and she's gonna take a moment here to tell you about him. But before she does, let me just brag for a moment on the church board. This is the group that has been praying along with you and asking God to give direction and wisdom. And we've watched over and over as God has unified our hearts, brought us to unanimous decisions. And all along the way, we've sensed the leadership of God and your support as we've been doing this very important work. You can have great confidence in them, I do. It's one of the best boards that I've had the privilege of working with. And so I wanna say thanks to them for their great work. So may God bless you in this effort. We've got some important work to do and Chris is gonna tell you about that. And we're very, very excited for the days ahead. God bless. Thanks, Dr. Phil. It is a very, very exciting time indeed. Uh, I am Chris Barham. I am the secretary of your leadership board, and it is my honest thrill to announce that we have voted unanimously to nominate James Hayward as the next lead pastor of Salem Fields Community Church. Some of you may remember James. He was here 15 years ago as executive pastor, and uh, some of you have kept in touch. If you don't know James, oh my gosh, he's such an amazing man of God. I know you're going to be thrilled with this choice. We're providing some bio information and also a link where you can go online and hear some of his preaching over the past few years in anticipation of the vote because you, the members of Salem Fields Community Church, are the ones by church polity to actually call the next lead pastor. And so we will announce this week about James. We'll announce next week about James. Uh, you will actually hear him preach for us specifically on June 27th and 28th, um, and we will have voting. Now, the voting is required to be in person, so we have set up three different times for you to drive to the church and cast your vote. Uh, we will do this outside so that you don't have to go in. The times for voting will be Wednesday, June 24th, from 5 to 7 p.m. Now, at that point in time, you will not have heard James's message to us, but we encourage you to please go online and listen to him preach online. Uh, and then that following weekend, June 27th, uh, he'll preach the Saturday evening online service, and you can come vote between 7 and 8 p.m. at the church. And then Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 p.m., you can come vote. Again, church polity requires that you vote in person, no electronic voting, no proxy voting, and you must be a member of the church. If you're not sure about your membership status, please email marie at salemfields.com and she can let you know. Again, we're super excited about this. Uh, 
We will be looking forward to this very important vote on your part. Now, once the voting is complete, it's important to understand that um, should you vote yes, which I'm really praying that you do, I feel like God has really led us in this direction and is continuing to lead us, uh, James will take a couple of days to pray and fast. Uh, after, before making a final decision. So it will be, uh, it'll be some time, a few days before you actually find out the results. So I just want you to be aware of that. Thank you so much for your many, many prayers and words of encouragement over these past few months. It's been a long journey for all of us, and we have certainly felt your prayers. And we'd like you to continue to pray because this is still in God's hands as it has always been and will continue to be. And so let's pray now. Uh, I invite you to bow your heads and just uh, lift your heart to the Lord. Jesus, we just come to you now thankful for all that you've done, grateful for all that you're doing, and hopeful for all that you will do. Uh, we ask you to look over this entire process as you have from the beginning. I ask you to work in the hearts of each member of this church, give them wisdom and guidance, uh, bring them out with a heart turned toward you. Uh, as we work through the remaining portion of this process. And we'll give all glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. The human body is an absolute masterpiece in design and function. In a 24-hour day, our heart beats 100,000 times. We breathe 23,000 times. We use 7 billion brain cells and move 750 muscles. The psalmist said in reflecting on that fact that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In the Bible, God likens the church to the physical body. The church is the spiritual body of Christ. A healthy body requires that all parts work together according to God's divine design. That's why God wants every believer to use their gifts and abilities in the life and ministry of the church, His spiritual body. God has given to each church, our church, just what it needs to be effective. In Ephesians 4, we are reminded that there are sufficient gifts. In fact, we are specifically told that each one has been given a grace gift, a God-given ability to serve effectively and with joy. When we are being the church, not just coming to church, when we are investing in each other's lives and using our gifts, the church grows stronger. Maximum involvement leads to maximum health. Take the next step. Look for ways to get involved. Look for ways to use and develop your God-given gifts. Don't just sit and soak. Sit and soak and serve. It's good stewardship. It will get your eyes off of yourself and onto others. Never lose sight of the reason. It's all for the glory of God. Well, hello to everybody at Salem Fields Community Church. You know, that clip just reminds us that this church and any church that's going to be effective for God is only going to be that way when all the people pull together and give their all to God and say, whatever it takes, we want to pull together and do the things that God calls us to do in our community. So we put all of our gifts 
and our abilities together. That's why I want you to really consider the message of this three-part series entitled Lord of All. We need to ask ourselves, you as a church member, you as a Christian, need to ask yourself, who or what really sits on the throne of my heart? Who or what is the Lord of all my time, my talents, and my treasures? Who's in charge? So important that we think about that. Last week, we talked about time. God's time is long. Our time is short. God is our source for wisdom. So I have to ask you, whose time is it really? Your time or God's time? Do you seek him? Do you speak with him? Do you serve him? Is he Lord of all your time? Today, is he Lord of all your talent is our question. And the good news is you've got talent. How do I know? Because I've read the Bible and I want to remind you of what it says to us in Ephesians. It says in chapter 2, verse 10, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Then in Ephesians 4, 11 to 12 and 13, it says Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Those are some big statements. What God wants for us to come to the whole fullness of the greatness of Christ. Can you imagine what that means in your personal life? That's what God wants you to do, but it starts with that commitment of everything to him. He can't do anything with you until you surrender and allow him to have first place in every moment and every aspect of your life. You see, our God is extremely smart. He really is smart. He says, you're my handiwork and I've created you. That means he has a reason for you. And if he created you to do good works, he is so smart, he has to give you the tools for it. So that logic, the Bible, and a lifetime of observation tell me everybody's got talent, including you and me. Everyone has natural gifts, and natural abilities, natural talents. Theologically now, I know there's a difference between natural talents and spiritual gifts. However, our natural talents and leanings do give us clues as to what our spiritual gifts might be. But I want to say again, everyone has at least one gift, talent, ability, which God wants to use for the good in people's lives as we serve in his kingdom. Some, in fact, have more than one, and every person's gifts or abilities are important. There's no big shots and little shots in God's kingdom. We all have a job to do, and it's important that you fulfill your role and I fulfill mine. The same chapter in Ephesians 4 goes on to say that we are to be members of Christ's body and the whole body joined together and held together by the supporting ligaments grows and builds itself up in love as each part, you and me, each of us does its work. Every part of the human body is important. Every part has function and purpose. There's a band that runs down the side of your leg from your hip to your knee. It's called the iliotibial band. 50 years ago, when I had knee surgery, the doctor explained to me he was going to use a piece of that band because they didn't see any function for it. It was kind of like an appendix. They had no real reason for it that they could discern. And so let's just take a part of that and fix your knee with it. 
Well, they did a great job fixing my knee and all has gone well for many, many years. But there is a weakness in that that has been discovered over the years because of the support that that band does give to the knee. So today they wouldn't do it that way at all. So you see, every part of you has purpose and meaning. In fact, how much money would you take for to allow me to cut off your ear or cut off one of your big toes? You know, every part is so important. Now, I know some of us have parts that we wish could be chopped off, uh, <laughs> but I'm talking about the ones we're supposed to have. So the bottom line here, the bottom line is you have gifts, talents, and ability that God wants to use. Will you say, oh God, I am yours. Take my life, my life. I give it to you. Let's make that our prayer. Listen as the group sings. Listen to the powerful words. Join in. Make this your prayer.
that needs to be the prayer of our hearts. We need to say, Lord, take all of me. You see, if every one of us has at least one gift, one talent, one ability, the question is, have you seen yours? Have you really figured out what your gift is? Have you discovered it? I know a lot of people say, well, how can I do that? Well, just think about it this way. What is something that just seems natural or easy for you? I remember when I was growing up, I tried all kinds of sports and I love basketball, but actually the easiest sport for me of all was bowling. I could just do it. And I never got into it because it seemed so easy and simple. I might have been good for all I know, but I wanted to play basketball. So what's easy for you? What really just comes natural, kind of like your sweet spot? What is something that you hear about and you just kind of say, yes, that really makes sense to me. For instance, if you have a natural ability for speaking, you could have a spiritual gift for preaching or teaching. Or if you like math and find it easy or natural to work, you might have a spiritual gift for administration or organization. So what do you like? Music, math, science, language, communication, sports, etc., etc., etc. What do you like? Are you a driver, a perfectionist, an analyzer? Or are you the life of the party? Is your personality outgoing, quiet, analytical, decisive? Some of you have gifts of hospitality, organization, leadership. Some of you are visionaries and others are, let's go get things done. Paul says, some are called to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He adds servers, givers, leaders, caregivers in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. And faith and discernment, interpretation, miracles, healings, helps, administration, and communication in 1 Corinthians 12. So have you discovered your gifts or talents for God's work? Have you seen what God wants to do with you? Have you seen the gifts that you have? We have spiritual gift analysis tests that are available and can help you immensely. Just contact the church office and we'll try to help you get in line with one of those to help you find your spiritual gifting, your talent for God. Have you seen your gift? If you have seen your gift, the second question is, have you sharpened your gifts? My three sons are ordained ministers, and I'm so happy for each one of them. Two of them are really gifted musically. In fact, they really all three are, but two of them went forward with it, and they sang all through their teen years. And then when they went off to college, they were in groups. And when they got through with college, I couldn't believe how they had grown because they had spent those years sharpening their talents, honing their gift. And today they use their voices to worship God and praise Him, and it thrills my heart. But those gifts didn't just happen. Some people say, oh, you boys are so talented. But they have no idea of the hours of work and practice and trying to get better that they've put into sharpening their natural abilities. So we all have to think about sharpening them. The great Hungarian composer and pianist Franz Liszt once said, and he was up in years, lived in the 1800s, and he says, I have to practice every day. If I miss one day, I will notice it. If I miss two days, my family will notice it. If I miss three days, everybody will notice it. So you see, folks, even professional people of his caliber have to stay with it, hone their skills, sharpen their talents. And so do you and I as Christians. We need to see our gift and we need to sharpen our gift. They say that Michelangelo, the greatest sculptor of all times, had a teacher named Bertoldo, Bertoldo, I'm not Italian, so I can't pronunciate very well, but Bertoldo, Bertoldi, saw him one time, and 
he was training him and he came to him when he was 14. Michelangelo was just 14 years old and he was already a, a prodigy. You could tell that he had tremendous gifts and ability. And so Bertoldo was trying to constantly helping, help him to increase his talent, push him forward, because he knew that gifted people often like to just kind of coast on their talents. So one morning he came in and Michelangelo was working on a sculpture that was way below his ability. And Bertoldo walked over with a hammer, smashed it to little bitty bits. And he says, Michelangelo, talent is cheap. Dedication is costly. Folks, if we're going to be all that God wants us to be, we need to not only see our gifts, we need to sharpen our gifts. In fact, the Bible tells us we need to be workmen. We need to study so we become workmen that don't need to be ashamed, who can properly understand and share the word of God. The Bible also tells us we're not wasting time when we stop to sharpen our axe. So I have to ask you, have you seen your gifts? Have you discovered your gifts? Have you begun to sharpen your gifts? Most of all, have you surrendered your gifts? Okay, so you believe you have spiritual gifts. What are you going to do with them? Hold on and see how much money you can make with them or give them back to God and see how much he can do with them. It's kind of like the parable of the talents in the Bible. God tells us in that through Jesus that the landowner gave his servants, one of them five, one of them two, one of them one talents. And when he came back, the one with five gave him ten. The one with two gave him four. The one with one only gave him one. And he blessed the first two and sent them out with high praise. But he really came down and condemned that uh, one who came back with just the one. He said he just went out and buried it. He didn't even invest it enough to get any interest out of it. Are we really going to do anything that's going to bring any interest to anybody's life? I pray that you will give your best to God and let him multiply what you give to him. It's amazing what God will do with your life. I'm so thankful for uh, what God has done in my life. And I'm, I'm so thankful that at an early age, I, I gave him everything. But it, it's been a process. And so over the years, some have said that I've had a talent for music or speaking or whatever gifts. I've simply given all that to the Lord. And uh, anything that's been done with him, is, it's all to his glory. But recently, I've seen how God can use anything we give him in ways we could never imagine. Growing up, I always loved basketball. I played basketball, like I've said, till I became one. <laughs> I, I enjoyed playing every chance I could get. And when I was 27 years old, I became a senior pastor. And I realized, you know what, Jerome, your basketball days are numbered. You're not going to be able to play basketball in old age. So I realized maybe I could play golf clear up into old age because I'm competitive and I like to get involved with things that make me a little better at something. So I thought I can play golf the rest of my life. So I took up golf, but I mean, I took it up. I decided I was going to get good at golf. And so I just, every time I could squeeze any time in, I was playing golf. I didn't, I didn't shirk my duties as a pastor. I could play real quickly and get back to another meeting. I just, uh, wherever I could cram some golf in, I was doing it in practice. I was going to be good. And I was tense every time I played and I was working at it, you know? And one day, after I'd been that way for a few months, I was at a meeting at our campgrounds in Texas, and uh, we were talking, a bunch of preachers, and one of them mentioned another preacher that I knew, and he said, first thing they said about him, he's a good golfer. When I walked away, I was going across a field back to my motorhome, and I remember God telling me clear as a bell, Jerome Hancock, 
in 10 years when they say your name, they're either going to say he's a good pastor or he's a good golfer. Which would you rather they say? Oh, hit me like a ton of bricks. I picked up a rock out of the field there. I still have that rock. This has been like 40 years. I have that rock because I decided that day God could have golf. He has all of me. I don't want anything to get in the way. And so I said, Lord, I will Sunday morning put my golf clubs, my cart, and my shoes on the altar. I'll never touch them again. The custodian will have to cart them out. Now, I don't know. You're going to have to trust me on this. I don't know how to explain this part. All I can tell you is I took them to the church, put them in the closet in my office, and uh, they stayed there for months. God just never really impressed me to go put them on the altar like I meant. But I pretty much forgot about them and went on with being what he wanted me to be as a pastor Till one day, one of the young guys came to me and he said, you know, Pastor, a couple of us are going to go play golf. Can you go with us next Tuesday? And I remember saying, well, let me check. You know what the Lord said? He said, yeah, Jerome, if you can go play and fellowship with your friends and have a good time, go do it. I said, thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. And I want to tell you, I went out and I played with freedom and joy and fellowship. I had a great time. It wasn't work. It was fun. And I shot within one stroke of what I'd been shooting when I was working real hard. It's amazing how it works. But I think back to that day, how I gave something I thought was so important. Some gift that I had, you might say, I gave it to God. He gave it back to me in such a better fashion than I could have ever imagined. I wasn't going to play on the PGA Tour. I'm just going to knock balls around, you know, but I was going to be good. No, no. Give it to God. Let him make something good out of it. Praise the Lord. What a God we serve. He gives us something better. You got to love a God like that. Praise the Lord. And I can just hear some people saying, well, that's good. But what's that got to do about using your gifts for God? Well, a few years ago, a new man in our church asked me to play golf. It was really kind of interesting. He's a wonderful, moral, smart, fine looking, upstanding man. I mean, good habits. He doesn't like to be around bad habit people at all. He's He's got very perfectionist tendencies really and amazing guy so we went on played golf we've been on golf trips i've i've stayed with him in his condominium uh, my wife and i have taken trips we've eaten together we've been on the same small group together but the man really never never really had his light bulbs on light bulbs on for jesus he really never got it and so it always was on my heart my wife's heart and his wife who's a wonderful christian lady all of us were praying for him and just saying Lord, help Bill to just really come to the point where he understands what it means to be a child of the King. So we've just been together over the years, and he'd ask me questions and go into these long discussions out on the golf course, and it was amazing how much ground we covered over the years. Recently, I want to read to you a text that he sent to me two weeks ago. He said, just want to let you know I'm down here in Myrtle Beach working on becoming a prunable branch of the vine. Got to let you know, he told me a couple of weeks ago that he started reading through the Bible at the beginning of the year, and he's now in Acts. And uh, he's just gobbling it up, learning it. He's got a great mind. He can remember anything. It's amazing to me. And I just know he's going to be a giant for Jesus, even though he's retired now. He's going to grow by leaps and bounds. God's going to use his life. So he says, I'm down here. This just blew my mind. Becoming a prunable branch of the vine. Thank you for your friendship and example. I am willing, surrendered, and open to God, placing my little hand in his big hand and leading me to work for him. 
Presently, I am reading and studying God's word to learn and understand all I can about Jesus, acquiring the tools necessary to be a faithful, faith, a fruitful servant of God. Your friend, Bill. <laughs> That's my friend. And I can't tell you, it brings me so much joy. I cannot express it to think how he's moving ahead spiritually. Praise the Lord to think that my God can use me to lead somebody to Jesus with a golf club with the gift that God gave me back when I surrendered it to him and said, Lord, I won't even play if it's not your will, but he gave it back to me. I've had fun with it. And now he's using it to help lead somebody to Jesus. You know, golfers try to make a hole in one. That's their big goal. Well, I just want you to know I've got a bigger success than that. I have a friend now who has a hole in heart. He has a whole heart now. And I'm so thankful. And I just want you to know, as Paul Harvey used to say, that's the rest of the story. What can God do with you and your gifts? You don't have any idea. You can't even imagine, but he can't do anything until you surrender them. So have you seen your gifts? Have you sharpened your gifts? Have you surrendered your gifts and said, oh Lord, use me. If there's anybody you can use, use me. And he will, he won't waste what is freely offered to him. He's got the ability to make you able to do things you never imagined. So just grab hold, take a self-check, see your gifts, sharpen your gifts, surrender your gifts to God. That's what it takes. And that will help you to be the Christian God wants you to be, your family to be the family it ought to be, your neighborhood to be changed, our church to be the impact in our community. God wants us to be, Whew, let's surrender to him. Pray with me. Take all that I am, Lord. Take all of me. Make me what you want me to be, and I'll give you all of me with all my love. Thank you, Lord. Speak to our hearts, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Beautiful God, laying your majesty aside. You reached out in love to show me Lifted from darkness into light Whoa. King for a slave Trading your righteousness for shame Despite all my pride and foolish ways Caught in your infinite embrace Whoa. Nothing compares to this 
Hey, thank you for joining us today. We're so glad that you joined us for worship. Um, if you ever have any questions, please be sure to email us at care at salemfields.com or info at salemfields.com. We'd love to stay connected to you and make sure that you're praying for your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones, and be sure to pray for our pastors, James and Charity Anwa in Nigeria, and Manu and his family in India, as ministry is continuing to happen all around the world because of what is happening here at Salem Fields, and we want you to be a part of it. Have a great day, and God bless.